The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, We're not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to the Samaritan, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. First of all, on behalf of all uh, the staff of our family of parishes, we want to again extend our thanksgiving prayers and blessings to all of you, both here in the church and all of our uh, churches that make up our family, but also those praying with us and join via live stream. We are praying for you. We are thankful together. In particular, this weekend, uh, for this opportunity of all the blessings God gives us. Now, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you're not very thankful today. God gave them a seven-run lead, and look what happened. So, uh, we'll see how the Steelers do today as well. But we are thankful. We are also thankful to the amazing volunteers uh, in our family of parishes who work so hard to decorate our choirs, our servers, all of our outreach ministries. Uh, you know, when I sit back and think about all the blessings that are in our uh, family of parishes, indeed God is alive in all of you and uh, we continue to seek to, to build his kingdom and to share the blessings and the graces that we have to share them, especially with those who are in need, those even just outside our church doors this morning. As you know, uh, I've been uh, preaching a message series called The Game Plan. This is homily number four, the last of this first one. There's a sequel to this message series that will come out in a, in a few weeks this fall. And if you've missed any of the previous three homilies, you can go to chathamcatholic.ca. There's a link. And as I always say, if you're having trouble sleeping, you can go to that same link and I will drift you to sleep. Isn't that nice? But uh, this uh, game plan is this opportunity for us as we uh, live in this post-pandemic world to respond to God's call to mission, to proclaim his love. And so um, that mission is founded on two uh, pillars. And I talked about this in the first homily. That everything that we're going to be doing as a family of parishes in particular is going to focus in on forming disciples. That we come to Mass and we're part of our 
family of parishes to be students of faith. We come to be formed as disciples who then reach out to all. That we're not a country club, we're not just a nice group of people gathering together, but we come to be nourished, fed, healed, strengthened, and then sent out to the lost, to the forgotten, to the poor, to the homeless, to those on the fringes. And the gospel itself this weekend shows how Jesus goes to the fringes of community. We'll talk about that in a moment. So this is kind of the foundation for us. And the game plan is going to evolve over kind of a few things of transition this time of change. We're going to focus our efforts on being those faithful disciples. How can we be best followers of Jesus and proclaimers of the good news? We're going to go through a renewal of our ministries to refocus them, to introduce new ones that help us become those disciples. We're going to focus on the weekend experience. Uh, make sure that our celebrations, especially on the weekend, are powerful and moving. And then these access points where we in encounter a lot of people that aren't necessarily too connected with our family of parishes. A lot of times in the sacramental programs, we have opportunities to make those connections. And definitely, of course, the gift of our Catholic schools where there's so many families we can serve and invite them to join us in our journey. So I talked about those things in the first homily more in depth. And then I talked about, kind of, there's six qualities of a faithful disciple. So homilies, uh, homily two and three, I described four of them. And homily number two, this reality of our call to serve. It's, it's obvious. If we're going to be followers of Jesus, he washed the feet of the disciples and he said, you need to do the same. The need for formation, we need to understand our faith, understand the teachings, where again, the sense of these students, understand the scriptures more, understand how the church, us, we help one another to uh, understand the gift of the faith Christ has given to us. In hallway number three, I talked about the need, if we're going to be a faithful disciple, that we need a personal prayer life and we need the sacraments. The sacraments are there for us not as uh, something just to do, but we need the gift of the sacraments, in particular Eucharist and reconciliation to live our lives to the fullest. So if we're going to follow Jesus, prayer and the sacraments helps us draw close to him and to become him. And then I talked about in the last homily about if we're going to be also faithful disciples, we have to have the courage to kind of share our faith story with others. Share why Christ is important to us. And when we share our stories of faith, our faith journeys, we see a lot of similarities and people grow through a sense of witness. Sharing uh, your stories of faith is more important and more powerful than the hours of preaching you're going to hear today. Oh, a few people are awake. Okay. Right? This sense of sharing our story and then inviting others to be part of our community. I talked about, it might be hard to invite someone who has never gone to Mass before to come to Mass, but we've got other avenues, whether it's a parish breakfast, whether it's a family movie night that we have once a month, whether it's a faith movie night. Uh, there's different ways that you can invite people to get to know us as a community and through us, get to know Christ.
So we're at the last two qualities of the six of the faithful disciples, of being faithful disciples. And they come out in the scriptures today. In the second reading from Paul's letter to Timothy, we hear him say, Beloved, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Paul is telling Timothy and telling all of us, I love Christ so much, I'm willing to be imprisoned to proclaim the good news of the gospel. After his conversion, his encounter with the risen Lord, his life completely changed and he was completely committed and invested the end, to the end of his life, willing to lay down his life to be able to share the good news. Well, we too are called to be like St. Paul, encountering and being transformed by Christ to invest ourselves and our lives completely to him. So the next quality is this sense of investing or committing. We must invest ourselves, everything we are and everything we have completely in Jesus and the church, which is us, the community of faith. We are called to participate and enter into the life of the family through prayer, worship, ministry, and service. The Lord just doesn't want our attention and our time on Sunday morning. He wants our hearts and our lives dedicated to him, all in different ways to make this world a place of love and mercy and joy and peace and strength. But for us to be able to do that as faithful disciples, we have to, we can't sit on the fence, we can't be lukewarm. We gotta dive in with everything we are and everything we have to help share that light in this world. Well, what does that mean for us kind of in particular, investing or committing in faith? We as a community, but also individually, have to prioritize prayer. Both kind of as in our, in our churches, in our family, but also each day of our lives, because that's the way we listen to God. Where he's calling us, what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go. And we hear those words of encouragement, of direction, of healing, and of love. So there'll be more prayer opportunities. Get involved, volunteer. We want you to invest in our family of parishes to help build the kingdom and share the gospel. Well, there's lots of ways and we need lots of volunteers to invest and to commit in our family of parishes as a faithful disciple. We need your help. We would not function without the volunteers we have, but we're also not functioning as, as well as we should or be as impactful as we should because we don't have the volunteers right now. So there is a link at our Family and Parishes website where you can volunteer. You can just click the link or call the office and this is who I am, this is what I like to volunteer in, or I have no idea, can you help me direct me to a ministry and we'll call you, we'll meet with you, we can reflect on your gifts and then get involved with so many other parishioners helping build the kingdom. We're also uh, invite others to events. We have lots of, you check the bulletin, there's lots of events, lots of things that are happening. 
to invite others. You know, that's part of the role that we have is to share the blessings, share the graces, and invite your family, but invite your neighbors, invite people from work to these community events as an opportunity to serve, as an opportunity to share, as an opportunity that we're all in this together. Stay connected and informed. Website, Facebook, Twitter, the bulletin. Know what's happening and see where you can get involved. Those are opportunities to commit, to invest our time, our talents, and what we have, not for just our benefit or our personal benefit, but again, reaching out, getting to know others, and helping share that love that this world so desperately needs. And yes, if you didn't think I was going to talk about money, we need to commit financially. We will not survive without your financial donations. Right now, we're running a, a significant deficit this year. And without government help, the wage subsidy program for the pandemic ended in March, which as a family uh, totaled only $22,000 this year. Last year, the government gave us $171,000 as a family of parishes, which meant that we, instead of having a quarter of a million dollar deficit last year, it was only $65,000. This year, we are saving some money and collections have come up a bit, but we're still projecting close to a quarter of a million dollar deficit as a family. So this is not unusual. Most of the families and parishes in our diocese are having difficulties in this post-pandemic reality. But you can only go so long running deficits of that amount. So those of you who have given, and it's the Thanksgiving appeal weekend as well, thank you. For those of you who can't give right now, as I'll always say, don't. If you can't give, don't give. Pray, get involved, volunteer in different ways. All those are ways of supporting and growing our community. But part of the investment of volunteering, getting involved, staying informed, also means financial support so that we can continue to be a sign of hope and love in this world. So this sense of investment, St. Paul is a beautiful example of this. In the gospel we heard, as he entered a village, 10 lepers approached him, keeping their distance. They called out saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. If you know at the time of Jesus, if you had leprosy, you weren't allowed to stay with your family. You weren't allowed to go to work. You were kind of uh, gathered together outside of your town. You were on the fringes of society. And the only way to come back was to be declared by the priest of the temple clean and healed. And you, in a sense, got your life back. And so these lepers were appealing to Jesus, probably heard about the miracles, heard about the blessings and the healings. And they're appealing to say, please give us our life back and one of the things that jesus always did in the gospel and calls us to do the same is go to the fringes go to those who are in most need and bring them healing and what do we hear happen then why so he healed them he says go to the ten he says go to the priest go to the temple and everything will be fine then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. 
he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Jesus seeks to heal, to restore, to give life back. And we, in gratitude, like one of the lepers, need to give praise and give thanks to God. And that's one of the reasons why we're here. And we need to support and care for one another because we heal, encourage, and serve each other. So the last quality is uh, an invitation to participate in small groups. And what do I mean by that as I conclude my reflections today? Journeying as disciples, we need the support, encouragement, and opportunities to share with one another regularly. Small groups allow us to minister to each other, forming spiritual families of grace and love. We're a big family of parishes, five churches, uh, large communities, uh, larger community and smaller communities within. It's hard to get to know everyone. So it's important that we have small groups like the Knights and the CWL and others, the choirs, where people gather together and support one another, share their lives with one another, and kind of journey together in amongst the larger group. Because the strongest uh, way we can be a family of parishes is that we minister, we serve, and we support one another. Sharing our faith, becoming friends with people in the community. So what does that mean practically for us? We're going to be looking to form short-term and long-term small groups. Provide resources and space for small groups to meet. Maybe prayer groups that some of them maybe were going on before the pandemic. If not, start groups that want to just journey together, pray together, and share their lives together to provide the resources for that. And sharing gifts of who we are. When things happen in a community, the small group of friends and parishioners get together and support one another. We want to continue to grow that as a responsibility and as a duty, as a faithful disciple, as a follower of Jesus. Now, all of this is going to take time in this game plan. It's not all going to happen at once. This is years and years of focus and adjustment and transition. But the end goal is to be the best followers of Jesus we can be. And when we do that, we shine a light, we reach out to the fringes, we serve those who are suffering, those who need to see Christ, and they need to see Christ through you and through me. So as we continue in our Mass, we are thankful to God that He has given us so many blessings to be shared, to be given away, us as a community of faith, being a shining light in the midst of darkness. May we be these faithful disciples, this is our game plan. Part two will come later in the fall. May we journey together in love.